0: Hallelujah. God's good. Amen. What a blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's always an honor to, um, just an honor to pray for folks. Amen. Um, something about it when we come together as one and, and um, lay hands on folks. And, you know, I don't care if we're believing God for breakthrough in their life or uh, they're making a, a decision of commitment toward, uh, toward things, whatever it is, but we just, it's an honor to be able to do that. Amen. The Word says that's, a, that's part, of the, part of the end times, part of the signs of the last day's church, amen, is, amen, laying hands. That's part of one of the things we do, those signs that follow, amen, you everywhere you go. Why? Because you're part of the body, and that's part of the things we do, praise God. So it's always an honor, amen. We had some good meeting, had a good meeting last night at prison, had a good group there last night, had some good things happening there, and, and uh, here we are this morning ready to rock and roll and do it again. Are you with me? So let's look at some uh, verse here that we've uh, uh, been looking at over the last couple months and, uh, of course, coming at it from different angles, of course. But uh, John 10 and 10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and kill and destroy, but I've come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. Of course, this is Jesus talking. And really the bottom line is he's just letting it be known there's an enemy. I've come to give you life. I'm coming to give you an abundant life, but there's an enemy trying to take it. Now, how many know you got an enemy? Now, that don't mean that you give him place, but it's just you need to be aware of the fact that you have an enemy, and he's always out to try to take. That's what he does. Now, a lot of times that gets, that gets mixed up because a lot of times people think it's God taken. God ain't taken. You don't need to. Come on. He's a giver and not a taker. Are you with me? Now, this abundant life we've been talking about, you know, living this abundant life, this life that we're called to, uh, the word life itself is the Greek word, zoe. Okay, Z-O-A, uh, Zoe, and it just, it means absolute life. It means pure life, okay? It just means a life that's absent of darkness, absent of the curse, absent of uh, of evil. Come on. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, uh, that's good, right? I want absolute life. Anybody else with me? Yes. Amen. So that's for you and me. And Jesus said, I've come that you might have that life and that you may have it more abundantly, praise God. In other words, to the full, praise God. In fact, I think it's, uh, let's give another translation. What do we got here? The Amplified or the Message, I guess it is. It says, a thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I've come what, so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Now, the reason I, I like this uh, translation, because it, it does throw that word eternal life in there, uh, because really, etern- that's what eternal life is. It's it just Eternal just means perpetual, okay, And so uh, the reason I I think it's necessary to bring that out is because a lot of folks look at eternal life as that which one day when you get to heaven, you experience eternal life. Eternal life began when you made Jesus Lord of your life. Amen. Amen. So we we right now can experience that perpetual Zoe life, amen, if we release faith for it and go for it, praise God. Sometimes you just got to know about it. See, a lot of people don't even know it's available. See, ignorance is a doorway for the enemy. Hello? Ignorance is a doorway for the enemy. If we don't know something, then the enemy can just come in and take all day long don't even realize. You know, but, but revelation or insight and understanding is a doorway for the Lord. Praise God. The more you know, the more you're giving him, you're more apt to give him place to come in and manifest himself. Praise God. Amen. So, uh, anyway, a more and better life than you ever dreamed of. Now, that sounds pretty big. I think I could dream pretty big. How about you? All right, let's look at another one. Here. Here's the Amplified real quick. Uh, it says this, that the thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, Jesus made that real clear. That was one of the things about Jesus' ministry is he made it real clear who your enemy was. He's the oppressor. He's the accuser, you know. Where's your, where's your accuser? Well, I don't know. He says, Well, I'm not here to accuse you either. Now, go your way and sin no more. He didn't condone anything, but he just said this. I'm not here to accuse you. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to take from you. I'm here to add to you. Amen. I'm here to help you. Amen. Now, he says the thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life. I like that and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Praise God. That sounds like all right to me. Come on. I'd rather enjoy this life. Anybody else want to enjoy it? Yeah. Amen. I tell you, amen, we should be enjoying this life. Well, I found that really if we're not experiencing the life that he's called you to, that you may not be enjoying it. That's why we got a lot of folks praying, Lord, come get me quick. When all along, you, you, come on, you ought to be enjoying this life. Amen. Praise God. So we've been finding out there's different ways, things that we do uh, to experience abundant life. What we've been talking about the last couple of weeks Um, But talking about, uh, especially in this text, in this John 10, he he brings out a key uh, to abundant life, is knowing the voice of God, hearing His voice, and following His voice. Amen. Now, how many know God's trying to talk to you? Every day, the Lord's trying to lead. Every day, the Lord's trying to to give you insight and help you. Every day, He's He's trying to lead your steps, trying to order your steps. Amen. And if you let Him do that, guess what? You experience that abundant life. When you try to do it on your own, uh, it could be hit and miss. Still with me? Amen. So the key, uh, one of the keys is, uh, you know, knowing his voice. Amen. Discerning the difference between his voice and the voice of a stranger, it says. And uh, uh, there's a word stranger. A lot of times, you know, we might see that just as the enemy, but you have to understand the word stranger just means the voice of another. Okay. So there's all kinds of other voices out there. Now, ultimately, the enemy is going to try to you know, sneak in there somehow, but you just need to understand that you can either hear his voice or you're going to hear some other voice. And you have to discern between the two. Come on. And it says if you know his voice, amen, you hear his voice and you follow his voice, amen, you're experiencing, you're going to experience this thing called abundant life. Praise God. So that was one of the keys uh, that we talked about. Last week, uh, we brought out, let's see, put John 6 and 63 up there, if you will. Praise the Lord. Give Kathy a hand clap. Praise the Lord. What a blessing. Hallelujah. And it says this. This is what Jesus said again. It is the spirit who gives life. Amen. The flesh profits nothing. In other words, trying to do everything in your own strength ain't going to get you anywhere. The words, amen, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life or Zoe life. same word there, praise God. So we got to talking about, you know, hearing the voice of God. We started talking about being led by the Spirit of God. The word real clear about those that are led by the Spirit of God, amen, are, are the mature ones, the word says in, in Romans 8, praise God. Hallelujah. So uh, we want to be people that, that are led by the Spirit of God. So what we did last week, we just took uh, the service and talked about the Holy Ghost. We talked about the Spirit of God, amen, and why we want to pray in the Spirit of God, amen. Praying in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of praying in tongues. Come on, somebody. We talked about that and explained that. Uh, we, of course, moved pretty quick, but we, we, got, we got a lot of ground covered last week, amen. But we started talking about being filled with the Holy Ghost and what it means to pray in the Holy Ghost because a lot of people are filled with the Holy Ghost and they're not using it. They're not, they're not praying in the Spirit. Come on, somebody. So not only do we want you filled with the Spirit of God, we want you praying in the Holy Ghost. You know, uh, Paul talks about, uh, in 1 Corinthians and 14, talks about just some things about bringing some order, about praying in the Spirit, what it means to be, you know, Spirit-led and, and not to get out of order when it comes time to uh, praying in the Holy Ghost and all that kind of stuff. But I've found that nowadays that's not the problem of the church. Not about too much use. It's about not enough. Most people don't even pray in the Spirit anymore. It's sad. It ought to be something you do every day. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. (laughs) Come on. It ought to be something we pray in the Holy Ghost every day. Why? And we talked about all the different benefits why we pray in the Spirit of God. And we touched on, I don't know, half a dozen different things there. Uh, last week, and and so uh, here we are talking about, you know, moving toward abundant life, being led, amen, by God, by the Spirit of God to experience that abundant life. Today I want to talk some more about that, about hearing the voice of God on a daily basis, praise God. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. Amen. So with that said, I'm going to, really today, it was another one of them services that everything kind of got flipped and changed a little bit early this morning, and uh, so I'm just going to follow what he said to do, and that's, and I'm going to believe you're going to get something good out of it today. Amen. So we're going to go first to the book of Exodus, if you will, the book of Exodus, chapter 19, please. Exodus 19. Hmm. And this is um, the Lord talking um, to Moses. Actually, it's really a word to all. And um, it's a word to you and me because everything, the scriptures are pretty clear that everything happened there were types and shadows for uh, examples to you and us, uh, to you and me. um, of, Of what God is doing and wants to do. And uh, what we see here is this is after they've been delivered from Egypt, all right? He makes a statement. Verse 4 says, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings. In other words, amen. So talking about, you know, that he brought them, he's protecting them. I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself, all right? why Why did he call them out of Egypt? To bring them unto himself. In fact, most of the time when, when Moses was talking to Pharaoh, he'd said that, let my people go. We all know that, uh, you know, but he says, uh, God has called us to go out into the wilderness to worship him. They were called to come uh, unto Mount Horeb, uh, you know, Mount Sinai, to, to worship God, to honor God, amen, to worship him, praise God, to come unto him, and he's letting it be known, I called you unto myself. Now, that has never changed. That's has never changed. Amen. Now, there is a difference between Old Covenant and New Covenant, but now we got the the greater one dwelling on the inside, but he's still calling us unto himself. He is still wooing us unto him. Come on. And those that draw near unto him, what happens? He draws near unto you. Amen. But you notice you got to initiate it. Now, he's constantly calling. He's constantly bidding you to come. There's always the invite, please come, amen. A way was made for you to come. Everything that Jesus did, the price was paid, why? So that you at any given time could come unto God. That was the purpose of it. You've been redeemed, amen. There's been a way made so you could always come unto him. Somebody say, well, you know, I, I, I've made mistakes. Well, it's a good thing you know Jesus. Amen. Well, you know, I've, I, I made that mistake more than once. Well, it's a good thing that there's the blood of the Lamb, praise the Lord. It's a good thing there's mercy. It's a good thing that according to the book, you've been made. The righteousness of God had nothing to do with anything you did, but had everything to do with what he did. Amen. So there's always this bidding of God to come because a way has been made. Amen. To have fellowship with you and me. God wants to commune with you on a daily basis. Amen. And so what he did is he bid them to come unto him. And verse 5 it says, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep or, or protect, attend, observe, keep my covenant, All right, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. All right? Therefore, let's read it again, if you will indeed obey, that word obey there is a the word uh, where we, uh, sometimes you see it more like in the old, old King James version than you will maybe a new King James uh, throughout the scriptures. a word called, it's a word, hearken. Hearken. What it means is listening with an intent to do it. If you will listen with the intent to, to, to follow when I, when I talk to you, all right? If you will indeed obey my voice. Ever say the voice. The voice is, is, is key today, the voice, because he's still talking. He's still talking. He ain't stopped talking to you, all right? If indeed you obey or hearken to my voice and then keep, in other words, or be willing to follow, be willing to heed my covenant, he says. Now, the covenant, uh, in fact, the word, Covenant, if you look it up here, uh, it uses a like word like compact or, or agreement made. There's, a, of course, a lot more. If we got into talking about covenant, it, it means a cut where blood flows. Okay. Now, there was a covenant made, amen, for mankind. Amen. And he's saying, listen, if you'll just keep the covenant, do the things necessary to keep that covenant, keep following, amen. And if you'll do that, what happens? He says, you, you shall be a special treasure to me. Aw, that's awesome, right? A special treasure to me above all people for all the earth is mine. In other words, if you'll follow this, if you'll follow me, amen, I'll make sure all, you know, what he's saying is this, if you will give me all of you, I will give you all of me. If you will give me all of you, Amen. Everything out there is at your disposal. For all the earth is mine. Whatever you need, I'll take care of it. But all he's asking is for you to, to give him all of you. Be willing to give heed, follow. When I speak to you, take those steps. Amen. Now, the reason this is so important, uh, because of where we're going to go today, um, how many know that really the, they didn't really do that? And so he's trying to lead and, 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 and instruct them from day to day. And all they did was murmur, gripe, complain. Hello. I know it's no, none of you. But, but, you know, people do that. Right? And the whole time God's trying to lead, trying to, you know, guide. And uh, so they murmured, they griped, they complained. He was talking to them, trying to talk to them on a daily basis. In fact, if you actually take the time to go back through Deuteronomy and Exodus and and, uh, even when you get into Joshua, uh, you see where God is constantly talking to His people. Well, they got in a little bit of trouble because they just griped. I said they just griped and they complained. And so he was trying to walk them through things. They didn't want to do it. Next thing you know, okay, what what should have been just a short thing, uh, the word is real clear, makes it real clear in Deuteronomy that they were called to come unto Mount Horeb to worship him. And after they spent time in worship with him, they were then going to go into the promised, promised land, which it says in Scripture, 11-day journey. 11-day journey. All he's asking is this. What's he asking? Obey my voice. Come on, just obey when I, when I lead you, just follow it. Amen. Give heed to the command or to the covenant. Amen. That's a amen. Give heed to it. Amen. Follow my voice. All right? If you'll do that, amen, you're gonna walk in the life you're called to walk in. They didn't want to do that, okay? For whatever reasons. Um, but uh, so because of that. They ended up, they turned an 11 day journey into 40 years. Are you with me? And it wasn't very fun. All right, later on, of course, when the first generation passed on, the next generation, Joshua, now was put in charge and to take and to bring in that next generation into that promised land, amen, to experience the land flowing with milk and honey, as the Word of God says, a land, a blessed land. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Walk in the blessing. Walk in abundant life. Amen. And so that they did. The next generation went in. And, of course, through the whole thing, they had an issue uh, there at one place. They got it straightened out. They went on consecutive victories. They had about, I think it was 32 uh, straight victories they had. And as a result of it, praise God, they inherited the land, took the land that was theirs rightfully. Come on, somebody. And then Joshua stands in front of them and says, Listen, you have the same decision to make. If you will give them your all, You'll never go without. But if you decide you're going to go serve yourself and other things and all that other stuff, he says life ain't going to be so good for you. As for me and my house, we're going to serve God in sincerity and truth. It says we will serve the Lord. Amen. In other words, we're going to stay real, give our all. Amen. Hallelujah. Which means following the voice. Come on, somebody. And given heed to the covenant. Praise the Lord. Are you still with me? Now, I said all that, really condensed it in just minutes. So we can go to Hebrews chapter 3, please. Hebrews chapter 3. All right. Are you with me today? All right. Now, some of you might say, well, I've never heard the voice of God. Well, chances are you probably have. If you've, if you've, uh, been serving the Lord any length of time, I guarantee you somewhere along the line, you've had that witness on the inside. Um, you know, it's like I always kind of, we kind of say it sometimes jokingly, but in all honesty, it's, it's pretty accurate. You know, sometimes people say, you know, I know I shouldn't do this, but, or I know I shouldn't say this, but, which means you've already know what you should do, and you probably already know what you should say or not say. Maybe I could say it that way. The reason being, because you already have a witness. See, a lot of times we, God's been communicating with you by the Spirit of God more so than you probably even give Him credit. Still with me? And the more you get in tune, uh, the more that you, uh, you, know, you get, uh, the Word talks about day by day, He awakes me. In other words, he, he causes my ear to be more attentive. Amen. Now, of course, I touched the real ear, but we're talking more about an internal deal. Amen. But just for sake of contact, we're talking about you know God is wanting to speak to you, and the more you do it, the more you communicate, the more you draw near to Him, the more vivid, the more clear. Amen. The voice becomes, Amen. It's like the antenna goes up. Come on, right? Of course, nowadays a lot of that's a little different than it used to be, right? It used to be you know we had to dial everything in, and now it's all digital and all that kind of stuff, but. I mean, man, we do everything we can to get that signal right, right? We'd, we'd tie aluminum foil onto the antenna if we had to. And if it was a good game and couldn't get it in, somebody would hold the antenna and move whatever which direction they had to to get it. we do whatever it takes to make sure we get a clear picture. Or do whatever we, it takes to, to be able to hear that clear sound. So God's just saying, listen, I'm trying to talk to you. Amen. So, we, we ought to be just as diligent, amen, to position ourselves to be able to hear him, amen, and not just hear, but be willing to follow. Praise God. Do I hear a big amen? amen. All right, so what we're going to do here, um, I, it really started with just some verses out of chapter four, uh, but then it's like, okay, now I got to read that, and oh, I got to read that. And so, next thing you know, I'm just about reading a couple chapters here. Uh, so, we backed up to, uh, you know, chapter three, verse seven. And even then, I'm kind of jumping in the middle of a statement, but. But I I, I just kept backing up. Anyway, so here we go. Therefore, verse 7, all right. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, everybody say today. Today. You never notice every time you read that it updates? There's a reason why it updates. Because he's trying to communicate with us on a day-to-day basis. Today, if you will hear his voice, and do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, of course, talking about the children of Israel, okay, in the day, uh, of trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me and tried me, right? And saw my works 40, 40 years. Therefore, I was angry. No, it literally just means greed, okay? I was grieved with that generation. And said, they always go astray in their hearts. In other words, they always want to do their own thing. They're not willing to follow. And I have found many times that's, that's really sometimes that's the only problem we have. We're just not willing to follow, Got to do it my way, because I know best, right? No. Come on. God just says, listen, I'm trying to lead, and every time you try to get in the way and try to do your own thing, you just messed up the process, and now you just made life rough, amen, when it was meant to be an easy thing. Are you still with me? All right, let's move on. Therefore I was grieved with that generation and said they always go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways, for I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my what? Rest. Rest. Now there's a rest. Everybody say rest. Rest. Okay, the word rest, let's define it. Uh, Reposing down or relaxed what it means. To reside poised speaks of ease of mind or stillness. Remember he said be still and know that I'm God. It's talking about somebody resting in him, praise God. The word also means stress-free living. Stress-free living. Stress-free living. Look at your neighbor and say, you can use a little bit more of that. <laughs> I think it's a good time for a stress-free living message. Come on, somebody. Coming into holidays, it's like, you know, it should be a total fun time, but I see most people get all stressed out. like, oh, my God, I wish Christmas would get over with. Whatever. But anyway, A lot of folks just get stressed out, you know, and uh, I've been there. Come on, I'm not, uh, I'm talking from experience too. Come on, somebody. So, but we're called to live a stress-free life. Come on, right? Or rest. So he's talking, there's a rest, enter my rest. Therefore, pardon me, verse 12, beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Everybody say unbelief. Or we could say, another word for that is disbelief. Okay, it's a key word in departing from the living god. Well, what did they how did they depart from? Well, it just meant they disconnected. He's trying to lead them and they refused to do that. So they argued with it every step of the way, and so they they disbelieved. They wouldn't trust him. Come on. It's like, you know, he called him under the mountain. Come on up. No. You're you're freaking me out with all this you know, lightning and thundering and the clouds and, you know, everything's booming up there. And, you know, Moses, you go. We'll just hang out down here. And the Word said they were all called to come. Even later, when the tent of meeting, everything's set up, the Scriptures are clear, everybody was welcome to the tent of meeting to go literally in the presence of God. Nobody would do it only ones that would do it was Moses and Joshua. Everybody was welcome. Nobody wanted to do it. They got too nervous. Well, man, just think about this. You know, just for whatever it's worth, I just kind of throw this in there. It won't cost you anything. Um, uh, You know, presence is everything. You get in presence, it's amazing what kind of things can shift and change in your life just by a few minutes in the presence of God. But a lot of people avoid it because they're nervous about being in the presence. They get nervous. I mean, I even see it in services. The anointing God increases about 14 people get up to go to the bathroom. Listen, I'm not picking on anybody. It's just a fact. Some people just, okay, I'm out of here. Or they get in a place of prayer and they won't they won't they won't come all the way in in a place of they just kind of surface because I go in there and he might tell me something I don't want to hear. He might lead me in a way I'm not really wanting to go. and I'm thinking to myself, why not Because it could be. The life we're experiencing is because we're only going in the direction we want to go. Okay, I'll leave. I'll move on. All right. Presence, right? All right. Verse: uh, Departing from the living. Here we go. In an evil heart of unbelief, in departing from the living God. I love that it uses the phrase "living God." Living God. Okay, means one that's present. Okay, has never changed. He's still talking today to you and me, and He's an ever-present living God. Amen. So the living God is wanting to communicate with you. The Word was real clear that all of our, uh, our uh, patrons of faith uh, the Word, you'll find something if you go back and look at all of our Patreons of Faith, all those uh, that, that Hall of Faith famers, so to speak, that are all through Scripture, you'll find one one or two one of two things in common with all of them, okay? One was they all, the Word says they walked with God. Or it says they would refer to Him as the living God. You're going to find one of those two things. Why is that? Because they, they saw Him as a God who is. Are you still with me? A lot of people see God as the God who was or the God who will be someday in the sweet by and by. Whoa, whoa, breaks. What about right now? See, He's wanting to, he's wanting to communicate with you right now. Right? Right. He's the God who is. So the word says that they would walk with God, and all that means is they would converse with God. They talked with God. Amen. So they communicate. Literally means small talk. You didn't have to talk in Elizabethan English. Durst thou knowest, lordeth, that Ieth, wanteth, to talketh, to youeth. What are you doing? Well, I'm talking to God. Is that how you talk to other people? Well, no way. Well, then don't talk to God that way. Come on, somebody. Who are you trying to buffalo? Huh? Just talk. Amen. Normal with God, like you would a friend. That's all He's looking for. Commune with me, and I'll commune with you. Amen. And I'll lead you. I'll show you what to do. Are you still with me? All right. All right. I'm getting ahead of myself. All right. What verse are we on? 13. Thank you. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today. Amen. Every say today. Today. Lest any of you be hardened uh, through uh, deceitfulness of sin. And really, the bottom line is just every time you make a decision not to go His way, You just entered into that mess. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said, today, he repeats himself, today, everybody say today. Today, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Don't do what they did. Amen. Instead, be one that listens. For who, having heard Rebelled, Talking about the children of Israel. Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt? He's just clarifying who he's talking about. Who are led by Moses. Now with whom was he angry or grieved those 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned? In other words, those that refused to do what he asked. Amen. Whose corpses fell in the wilderness. Now that's not a refrigerator verse. But it's a verse nevertheless we need to hear. All right, because he's trying to let it be known. Listen, in fact, all through the book of Hebrews, you find out, he says, listen, don't think for one second that what happened to them wouldn't happen to you. If they're not going to listen and all this mess happened to them, then you have to understand that if you refuse to listen, you're probably going to have the same kind of mess. Now, nobody wants that wilderness mess. Look at your neighbor and say, "Not not here. Not today, motor scooter. Amen. All right. All right. Now, verse, uh, where are we at here? Verse 18. And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So we see that they could not enter in, 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 into what here? The rest. He's talking about the rest now. He's kind of starting to make that clear. Yeah, stress-free living. This thing that you've been called to enter into, Amen. He says that uh, they could not enter. They could not enter in because of unbelief. And again, this word again, unbelief or uh, unfaithful or disbelief is probably more, uh, maybe a, a word that kind of helps make the point. Disbelief. In other words, I uh, disbelieved when he tried to talk and lead. It's like, no, that can't be. No, let's, let's do this. Ah nah. See, I'm not I'm not trusting him. Come on. Listen, we got we we don't we don't even realize we're gonna get here. We don't even realize how much we should be depending on the voice of God. In everyday affairs, everyday affairs. Every day. Are you hearing me? All right, here we go. All right, verse one of chapter four. You didn't read. We realize we're going to read too so much today, did you? Therefore, since a promise remains of entering His rest, let us fear. Literally, just means let's let's have a reverent, amen, uh, uh, humble, reverent uh, approach to this. Is what he's talking about. Lest any of you seem to have come short of it. So, if it says that there's a chance of coming short of it, then there's a chance of coming short of it. Has anybody ever been short of that? Am I the only one? We've all been there where we've come up short once in a while. Amen. But there's a life that you're called to, and you can come short of it. For indeed the gospel or the good news was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them. Because why? They not being mixed with faith. In other words, they didn't didn't believe it. They disbelieved. They unbelieved. Come on. In those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter that rest, as he has said, so I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest. Talking about them. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. In other words, I made a way for them. Everything I set up for them, it's all available to them. It was set up from the beginning for them to have it, but they wouldn't let me lead them. So they missed out. On the life they were called to. For he has spoken in a certain place on the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. Now he's starting to give some understanding here. And again in this place they shall not enter my rest. Talking about them again. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it. Enter what? The rest. And those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of their disobedience. Again, he designates a certain day saying to David, today. So there's a day that's been designated. What day? Today. 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 When should I follow God? Today. When do you think it's a good time to listen to God? Today. Today. When's a good time to, you know, to, to let God in? Today. A designated day. Today. It's a good day. And then tomorrow you're going to wake up and you're going to go, today is a good day to let God lead. And then the next day, praise God, you're going to get up and you're going to think, oh, surely God don't want to talk to me on Tuesday. No, Today. Every day it gets updated. Every day is a good day that's been designated by God to let Him lead you. And if you will hearken unto His voice, guess what? You will experience and you will enter into a life of rest. Come on, somebody. Stress-free living, abundant life. Free from the curse, free from fear, free from darkness, free from lack. Come on, somebody. Again, he designates a certain day, saying in David, Today, after such a long time, it has been said, Today, if you will, you think he's trying to make a point? Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart, which means that you could do that. Now, then he goes on, for if Joshua, now it's the next, if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. So there's obviously some coming out here. There remains therefore a rest. For the people of God, the special treasure, that's you. You will be a special treasure unto me, and all I have is yours, special treasure. You are his chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy people, a peculiar or special people. That's you. Amen. And everything He has is yours. Everything about heaven itself is at your disposal. But He's got to get you to follow. He's got to get you to be attentive. And somebody says, well, again, I'm not, I'm not hearing anything. Well, I get that life gets busy, everything going on. But, you know, in here, it's those little things. Sometimes, you know, when you start hearing about the voice of God, we start thinking, you know, He's going to ask me to go to Timbuktu or something. Chances are he's not. He might ask you to go somewhere. There's no doubt about it. But in most cases, it's just a simple little thing every day. If you want to experience abundant life, amen, the rest, that stress-free living, he says it might just be as much as saying, please shut thy mouth. I've entered into some rest just by shutting my mouth before. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, shut up, Jerry. Yes, sir. <laughs> and everybody, listen, but it's so easy to go, oh, I just got to give him a piece of my mind. I just got to get something off my chest. Well, if the Spirit of God says shut up, then shut up. Don't talk. Why? Because you're going to miss out on rest. You're gonna miss out on the abundant life. You're gonna miss out. See, that day is gonna be, might end up being a bad bummer day. And we don't want that. God didn't want that for you. And I know when you're experiencing, you don't want it. You know, they didn't want the, they didn't want the wilderness. They hated it. But they made choices. Are you still with me? Look at your neighbor and say, it's a good thing you're here today. All right, let's go on here. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God, for he who has entered his rest has himself, now he explains it, has ceased from his works as God did from his works. Which means most of the time when you stop and you think about it, we we reject or somehow walk away from what he's trying to do and lead And what ends up happening is now it's all about your strength, your ability, your power. You know, I got myself into this mess and I'm going to get myself out of this mess. Well, if you got yourself into this mess, it's kind of silly of you to say you're going to get yourself back out of this mess. It'd be better to just say, Lord, I repent for this mess. I think I was in Hobby Lobby or something. They had some sign in there that said, bless this mess. (laughs) No. No. He don't bless the mess. Come on, somebody. He has a blessing, a blessed life for you to call to, and it'll avoid the mess. Come on, somebody. Well, anyway, I understand what they're saying, but it's okay. Anyway, the point is this, okay? There's a life that you're called to, but you got to follow. All right? You still with me? All right. So where are we at now? What verse? Okay. Verse 11. All right. Now we're getting to where I wanted to get to. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. In other words, you don't want to live like they lived, so there's a way to live. So he says, let's be diligent. To enter that rest. You know, it's funny because I look at verse 10, verse 11. He says, Listen, stop doing everything in your own strength, but make sure you extend your strength to enter the rest. In other words, if you're going to work at anything, work at entering rest. Now, that doesn't mean you do everything now in your strength, like, okay, that means I need a vacation every third day. No, some people, that's what they think. They hear rest, they think, yeah, that means I don't need to do anything. I don't need to serve. I don't need help. I don't need to. No, 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 that's not what that means. Because he didn't say you enter rest so everybody else gets overworked. Come on. But there's a way to rest in God by following God. And if you're feeling extended when it comes, or depleted, maybe I'll say a depleted of energy, then maybe it could just be you're not spending any time with him. It's a thought, just a thought, okay, but it's actually a pretty valid thought. For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even in a division of soul and spirit, joint and mara, and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, I'm going to come back to that. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked are exposed, and open to the eyes of Him to whom we must give account. In other words, God knows what's going on all the way around you. He knows what's happening. He is not ignorant to what's going on in your life. He is not blinded to what's happening in your life. Are you hearing me? Right. Back up to verse 12. So, the word of God. What word? In context, he's not talking about the written word. He's talking about a spoken word, his voice. Now, you know, sometimes saying these things, some people get a little rubbed wrong, but oh well. Um, Now, this word here that's, you know, you have in front of you is living and powerful. Come on, right? But it was a spoken word that was then recorded for you and me. So it was a God-breathed word or a God-inspired word, amen, that was then recorded. So it's valid to say that this word is living and powerful, isn't it? Yes. All right? It, that's, that's not. You know, that's, that's valid. Let's leave it at that. But in context, he's dealing with the daily hearing of God. Because God is trying to breathe into you every day. And that word is living. It's alive. It quickeneth. It literally means it'll make you come alive. See, that's sometimes the problem with the church as a whole. No daily breath. They're not, they're not taking in any daily breath from God. They get up. They do their normal routines. They shower a certain way. They, they shave a certain way. They, they, go, they get in their car a certain way. They drive a certain way to work. They do a certain thing. They get up again the next day. It starts all over again. And every day we live life, and then, you know, pretty soon we start thinking, man, there, there's got to be more to life than, than what we're doing. There's got to be more than all this working and, and all this straining and struggling and trying to make ends meet. And the whole time God says, hello, hello. Oh, there they went again. Hello, right? See, that daily breath, that daily word from God is living, and it's powerful. literally means it's active. It's been energizing. So he starts breathing into you, you get quickened, you, get, you come alive, and all of a sudden you're energized to do whatever it is that he calls you to do, whatever it is he leads you to do. Whew. Listen, there's nothing more important, really, than a daily communion with God. All the other stuff's great. Um, you know, uh, reading your Bibles, wonderful. Coming to the house of God, wonderful. Listening to, to things, you know, uh, teachings and listening to, to gospel music. And so that's all, it's all wonderful. I Man, we're not taking away from any of that. But what's a higher priority than all of that is that daily communication with God, where it's just Him speaking into you, you walking with him, amen, in the course of a day, amen, communing with the living God who has a living word for you every day. Sometimes it might be just something, he just just says one thing or brings a verse to mind or he he begins to just say, hey, uh, this thing right here, just let go of that. Don't worry about that. I got that handled. You're sitting over here straining to try to fix it. And you go, no, 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 God, I got it. I can handle it. No, 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 God, I got it. <sighs> I got it. No, 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 God, I got it. <sighs> and you're trying to do it in your own strength and your own power and your own ability. And the whole time God says, I had that for you. I had your back. We you know what I'm talking about. I love it when the phone rings, the Spirit of God says, Don't answer it. I know it just made some of you nervous on that, but, <laughs> but sometimes, you know, I mean, I'm the kind of guy that every time the phone rings, I, if I'm there, I hear it, I see it, whatever, it vibrates, I've, I'll pick it up and answer. But I've had times the Spirit of God said, leave it alone. Somebody comes and says something, they give you news, and you're thinking, Spirit of God, to go, let it go. Don't worry about it. Lord, what about, let it go. So what do you do? You worry. You stress. You get anxious, right? No, what do you do? You're diligent to enter that rest. So when he says, let it go, what do you do? Let it go. So I'm not going to sit and worry about it. Think about how many lives would be changed if they'd ever worried. Okay, I'll leave that one alone. You know what I'm talking about? Now, this word that God speaks to you is living and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Well, why does he bring all that up? It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Well, because it's so sharp that it'll pierce even the division of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and it's a discerner. Of thoughts, in other words, well, what does that all mean? Well, some of you know you've heard me teach this before, but soul and spirit just means when that word, when he gets to talk to you, you start figuring out the difference between soul and spirit, but whether it's just something about you, something of you, or something of God. I mean, how many times do we say, "Was that me?" or "Was that God?" Anybody ever been there? And when he says, he speaks, he, he, right then he's probably trying to talk. He says, uh, that was you. Or that was me, right? And then all of a sudden it clears it up. Now you're not sitting here stewing about, well, should I, should I not? I wonder how come, what if God, I wonder if you'll spend a whole day sitting here stewing about something the whole time. If you just got quiet and got still and know that he's God and not you yourself. Hello, somebody. What happens is now all of a sudden you get the witness inside, that was you or that was him, whatever, right? And all of a sudden it just eliminated some problems. Everybody say stress-free living. Everybody say abundant life. life. Some of that stuff right there is taken care of and you don't have to spend another second on wondering this or that. It is also a division or pierces even a division of joint and mara. All right, joint and marrow. Now, for those that, you know, heard me talk this, now, how many know, uh, you know, it's important. This elbow is pretty important. I like my elbow. I like my shoulder. I've had dislocated shoulder before, and I realized how important a shoulder is. Huh? I've had dislocated fingers, and I found out how important that finger really is. Come on. Yes, sir. I've boogered up ankles and knees before. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? And all of a sudden I realize oh, that knee is important. It's very important. But if anybody in the house ever had moral problem, Bone moral. That isn't just important. That's critical. Are you hearing me? And we're going along in life sometimes forgetting about what's critical, trying to take care of what we think is important. And all he's trying to say is, listen, that daily voice helps keep you discerning things right. This is important, but this is critical. A lot of marriages would be saved if they would listen to the voice of God. A lot of relationships Families would be saved if it wasn't for, I mean, if, if they would listen to the voice of God. Come on, somebody. Because we're chasing what we think's important and all the time overlooking what's critical. Anybody hearing me? I've seen fa- or, or, uh, finance and, and business things that if people would be more aware of what is critical, they might not end up in the mess they're in. Anybody hearing me? What helps with that? Well, stress-free living. How do you have stress-free living? By hearing and giving heed to it, hearkening unto His voice. See, that voice is there, amen, to help you with that kind of things. All right? It's a piercing your division of even what? It talking about a discerner of what? Thoughts and intents of the heart. Have you ever had stinking thinking? Ever been thinking wrong? Has your wrong thinking ever got you in trouble? Some of you are lying. Come on. Has anybody ever had wrong thinking that got you in trouble? So, what if you were having right thinking when you were having wrong thinking? Come on, because no matter where the thinking goes determines the direction you're taking. So, if it's wrong thinking, you're going down a wrong road. It's inevitable. Because wherever you see your most predominant thoughts determine a direction. But if all of a sudden that was shifted and brought back in a line where you had right thoughts and right intent, right motives, all that begin to shift right, bang, it puts you right on the right road. It automatically puts you on the right road. So. The voice is there to not only help you discern what's of him, what's of you, to discern what's important versus what's critical, huh? but it's also there to help you to align your thoughts, to align your motives. Come on, somebody. And the more that stuff gets aligned, the better life gets. Everybody say, enter the rest. Enter the rest. Enter the rest. We're called to enter the rest. Well, I had more for you, but we'll, we'll quit right there. Look at your neighbor and say, let's rest. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, listen, I'm, I'm all for a, a good lazy boy chair and a good soft pillow. I'm all about it. Hallelujah. Some days more so than other days. But this kind of rest is not really talking about hanging out in your lazy boy. It's talking about a daily thing that you can live, amen, free from stress, free from anxiety, free from fear and worry. Come on, somebody. A life that you can live, amen, that's all attached to this abundant life that you're called to. And all you have to do is be willing to give heed to the voice. And if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I struggle with that, then let's unstruggle. Well, that's easy to say. No, it really is an easy thing. Because it's just a matter of stopping and acknowledging him once in a while. Just stop. That's why it's important to do it at the beginning of the day. And I understand your schedules. I understand work stuff. I, get, I understand it, okay? You gotta, gotta get up, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta get this all going. I gotta get, I gotta get But it'd be really good just to give a few minutes when you get up. Just stop and acknowledge. Give him a moment to speak something to you. Sometimes that might be the difference for the day. Just what he says there in that few seconds, seconds or moments that you gave him was just enough to shift the course of that day. And we turned a day that could have been disastrous into a day where the blessing of God is manifesting. Come on, somebody. Living free from anxiety and fear and stress. Come on, somebody. Come on. It sounds like a lot better day to me. Anybody else in agreement with that? Praise God. So why don't you all stand up. Let me pray over you. And we're going to pray about this real quick. Hallelujah. Appreciate giving me a few extra minutes on that. Thank you for that. Hallelujah. But, Father, we give praise and glory right now. Your word says that your sheep hear your voice. And they follow your voice. They discern and know your voice and the voice of a stranger or the voice of another, will they will not follow. So, Father, I thank you right now for a people that hear your voice, a people that hearken to your voice, hear with the intent to do. I thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, for your mercy, for your compassion, we thank you for the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. That we've been redeemed because of that blood. And as a result of it, Lord God, I thank you. Hallelujah. That there is forgiveness for the times we've missed it. Praise the Lord. So, Father, we receive right now forgiveness for the times that we kind of just went out there and did it on our own and ended up in trouble. Now, I thank you, Lord, that that's under the blood. We're moving on. Today's a new day. Hallelujah. A designated day. Hallelujah. Today, we will hear your voice. Praise the Lord. So I thank you that today, hallelujah, we choose to hear your voice. We choose every day we get up a day to hear your voice. Praise God. And I thank you that they have ears to hear it, heart to receive it, And, Lord God, clarity, praise God, of direction that every time they take a step, it's truly a step that you've ordained. And, Father, we give praise for that. We give honor and thanks for that. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. For wanting to commune with us, to fellowship with us. And for that, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us for this message.